Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Allison L and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Today is Wednesday, July 6, 2022. Today we're reading in the big book. We're on page 13, the third paragraph that starts, my schoolmate visited me, ending with, to the utmost of my ability, just that one paragraph. Today's readers are Tenzin P, Roz G, and Harlan G. The reference number for the previous days, for yesterday, Tuesday, July 5th, 2022, the 7 a.m. meeting, that share ID is 19136-19136, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 19137-19137. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Chris G. to please read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning. I am uh, Chris G. and and I live in Tennessee and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Chris G., for being of service. I appreciate that. And now could we have Tenzin P., if you could please read the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous for us. Tenzin P. Yes, good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P., checking in from New York. And the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 
five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you so much, Tenzin P, for reading those traditions for us. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. When you hit three minutes, you'll hear me say time to alert you that it's time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we're resuming our study of the big book on page 13, the third paragraph that starts, my schoolmate visited me, ending with, to the utmost of my ability, focusing just on that one paragraph. And Harlan G., would you please read that paragraph and get us started this morning? I sure will, Allison, and I just want to thank you for your service in, in making this meeting possible and to all the people who gave service this morning and who are here listening. I'm Harlan G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. My schoolmate visited me, and I fully acquainted him with my problems and deficiencies. We made a list of people I had hurt or toward whom I felt resentment. I expressed my entire willingness to approach these individuals, admitting my wrong. Never was I to be critical of them. I was to write all such matters to the utmost of my ability. In this paragraph, we are following up on yesterday's reading. It is now December the 14th, 1934. Bill will enter the hospital on December 11th, and on the 12th and the 13th, he will remain sober, and as he describes, he will be separated from alcohol for the last time. In yesterday's reading, Bill takes the first four steps, and then he takes steps six and seven. In the paragraph that we read this morning, Bill will take steps 5, 8, 9, and 10. 5, 8, 9, and 10. And in these steps, he will draw closer to a spiritual experience that will occur on the next page. So don't, don't stop listening to vision. Please don't stop listening. But this paragraph is also very, very important because it furthers his, excuse me, it, it furthers his recovery and further separates him from alcohol. There is something else that is going to happen on the afternoon of the 14th of December that is going to change life as we know it. 
When he says, my schoolmate visited me and I fully acquainted him with my problems and deficiencies, that is Ebby coming to the hospital in around lunchtime to listen to Bill's fifth step. Now, they didn't have a fifth step at that time, but what they had, well, they had a fifth step, but they had a process whereby you listen to the other person's inventory, and this is what Ebby is there to do, and this is what they're doing. But underneath Ebby's arm, is a copy of a book called The Varieties of Religious Experience by William James, a book very popular among Oxford groupers at that time. It was written in 1901 and 1902 based on a series of lectures that came at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. And William James will put these lectures into a book. Why is this book so important? It is a book about people that had catastrophe in their life. What happened to them, what they are like, what they were like, what happened, and what they're like now. And this will become the basis of the stories in the back of the book. And the varieties of religious experience will become one of four books that will frame the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. But just to review before I go, in this short paragraph, Bill will take steps 5, 8, 9, and 10. And tomorrow, this tomorrow, we're going to see some pure Oxford group as Bill Wilson, for the first time in his life tomorrow, we will read how he will take step 11. These are very, very critical paragraphs that are changing the course of the world. And with that, Allison, I will pass. Thanks for your service. Thank you so much, Harlan, for getting us started. I appreciate that so much. And I'm going to take a lineup of who would like to share on this paragraph. And a reminder that we value your experience and we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on Monday or Tuesday on any vision meetings, we ask that you let others share today. So who would like to share on this paragraph? Terry from Massachusetts. Debbie from Virginia. I've got Carrie, Charles, Debbie, Barbara E. Anyone else? Terry J. Terry J. J. Gotcha, Terry J. So, yep. Terry, Charles H., Debbie V., I think it was, Barbara E., Terry J., anyone that I'm missing so far? Okay, well, let's get started with that. Terry L., would you please go ahead? Yes, uh, Terry L. from um, Massachusetts, uh, compulsive overeater and food addict. Um, yeah, I like what... Um, I, I didn't realize that, that this paragraph was about um, all the different steps. Um, this is my very first time doing it this way uh, with Vision for You. I've done it a number of times, but uh, this is the first time with, um, you know, the steps in this, you know, this way. And um, I, I really believe that that's, uh, you know, I have done the... Um, the resentments and all that, um, you know, and I see that that's exactly what it's about in this particular paragraph. Um, the the resentments, especially to get rid of them as soon as I could, because um, it really it eats away at me. It doesn't eat away at the other people. And I, and I see that's the first thing I, I can see is resentment. I felt resentment. And, um, you know, today I try to walk the walk without um, resentments. And if something comes up that I'm not crazy about or somebody is um, uh, rubbing me the wrong way, I automatically have to go to God with that um, and ask him to help me to be able to, um, you know, live my life the way I'm supposed to live it, you know, without uh, resentments. Um, I don't know if it's, just uh, alcoholics or compulsive readers or what, but, um, um, you know, I have to really uh, be very careful with um, 
that particular, you know, the resentments. Um, and, and also to admit to somebody else, you know, my um, defects of character. And I've continued to do that for, for many years. And I think I have to keep continuing it until I meet my maker, you know. And uh, the more I do it, I keep cleaning away the past um, when something comes up. Um, and, and so that's really um, what I've gotten out of that. And, you know, the last speaker, uh, I got a tremendous amount of information um, that I needed for, um, for myself today and for going into the future. I love learning different things. Uh, it doesn't matter how old I am, I'm, I'm still learning, you know, so I'm catching up to all you guys. So thank you for listening. Um, this is Terry from Massachusetts. Thank you. That's all. Thank you so much, Terry from Massachusetts. And next we have Charles H. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you very much for your service. Um, you know, I, I, I like I like um, admitting my deficiencies uh, with efficiency. It's so beautiful that, um, you know, and this, this paragraph reminds me of uh, the six tenants located on page 263 that he sold himself short. For me, I think that, you know, I always hear 10, 11, and 12 like bread, cheese and salami. Um, however, like, like just going into, like, and, and by the way, participation is harmony. I love hearing these new voices. I love it. I love the old ones too. But in particular, I love hearing the new voices. Uh, this is, it's just a meeting for people that are mentally ill. It's a mental illness program. It's not a, it's not a celebrity club. It's not a, so I just want to throw that in there. But, um, um, so yeah, it's talking about step eight, right? And, um, making that list every single day. Every single day I have deficiencies, and I love that because this is not a popularity contest because I'm so great. This is, this is efficiently addressing my deficiencies, and I love the fact that, you know, having like a character defect of mine could be uh, having flat tires, and a shortcoming could be driving on those flat tires, and boy, do I drive on them on a daily basis, and that's why this program is so great. Like, you know, and, 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 and recently I've been digging deep, man. I've been digging real deep. Some things, like, that I'm not uh, uh, happy about admitting, you know, it's just like having a, uh, it's like having a, um, what you call it, a root canal. Like, I, I don't like root canals, and I don't like deep cleaning, but guess what? When I come out of there, I'm smiling, and I'm, like, happy. Like, the, the work is necessary, like, to get, you know, to get those things out that I thought that I admitted. So what I'm saying in closing is I connect in amends to every 10th step because I'm resenting and I'm fearing, and, and I love the fear acronym, frustration, ego, anxiety, and resentment. You know, I love to compel myself to get this work done. My sponsor is such a gentle giant giant he don't he's like all right and 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 and, and you know in my life I, I detach with love you know I, I'm not apathetic but I, I'm not like co-signing your stuff but I'm, I'm 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 detaching with love so and it's only because of these steps and it's only because I sold myself short yesterday and just for today I am compelling I'm disturbing and you know we're gonna have good conversation about this work, because it's about this work every single day. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Perfect timing on that three minutes. Charles H., thank you so much. Charles H. from New York. Next up, we have Debbie V. Go ahead, Debbie. We cannot thank hear you, Debbie so much. There thank you are. Much. Go ahead. Thanks so much. It's so wonderful to be heard. Thank you and to speak and to say thank you. I'm recovering, recovered in Virginia. Um, and it's because of you and because of a connection to a power greater than food. So I'm very grateful. Today I'm 63rd belly button birthday and what a way to celebrate uh, with all of you because my life 
is refreshed because of recovery. I now have a, a purpose in life, and I'm so grateful. And it's because of these steps and my connection and spiritual enlargement. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this, <laughs> I used to watch a television series when I was younger, and one of the characters would say, bing, bada, boom, and that's it. When higher power is afoot and I'm willing, and that's the spiritual principle, look what happens. And we see that for Bill W. He goes through a number of steps with ease. I just have to be willing. And the hoop is so much wider than I could ever think. And once I start thinking, I know that a willingness has left. And then I think I have to do it on my own. So I want to say I walked into the rooms of uh, I I had a visit. It was a, a sponsor who recognized me uh, at uh, a retreat that I regretted going to. I was actually planning a binge, and uh, it didn't work out because bing, bada, boom, higher power was a foot, and, when I, and the book under that person's uh, arm was the big book. And when I was asked if you want to live another way without hesitation, the willingness. I said yes. There was definitely. And I wrote pages during an ice storm of all the resentments that I had. And I never realized that were there, but I have come to realize that they blocked me from the sunlight of the spirit. So uh, men's came quickly. People appeared out of nowhere. It's bing, bada, boom. <laughs> so May we all keep experiencing bing, bada, boom uh, with the willingness moments. And thank you so much for spending a beautiful birthday with you, the beginning of a birthday. Thank you so much, and I pass. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. Happy birthday to you. Thanks for joining us on your birthday. Next up, we have Barbara E. Barbara E., it's your turn. Good morning, my fellows in recovery. So good to be speaking to you today. Well, as I heard the reading and listened to the shares, I was thinking of a book called The Wizard of Oz. Some of the characters in the book remind me of me. There was a cowardly lion. He wanted for courage. He wanted, that's what I want, the courage to do the work. And the tin man wanted a heart. And that's what I want, to care less about me and more about you. And the scarecrow wanted a brain uh, to understand that I have to do all the steps and all the tools and get them into my heart and realize that this book is a textbook for a living. And the chapter says there is a solution why wouldn't I want it? Well, there's the wicked witch of the West, my disease, who wants to keep me in bondage to this killer disease. But the good witch, witch said, follow me, I'll show you the way out. And that's the way I look at this book, this program, my fellows. A good theory is worth believing. And you have shown it to me over and over again, and people on other meetings have shown it to me, that they have done the work and they have recovered, but not cured, of course, because just like Bill Murray, I'm mixing all, all my movies and books and stories together, I go to bed recovered, but not cured. That monkey is in the cage but the circus is still a town. And if I don't do all the work and allow that good witch to lead me out, I will never, ever be a part of. I'll always be a part from. So we'll, we'll help, with the help of you all, I can live beyond my wildest dreams. And who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to be free from the bondage and just accept and surrender and go from hopeless to hopeful to stop playing God? I barely knew what was right for me. So what made me think I knew what was right for you? 
So to be free of dishonesty from judging people, from feeling judged, from feeling isolated, that's what I wish for all of us in this program. Thank you so much. I wish you a very wonderful day and a wonderful, abstinent, serene week. And I have no character defects today, but I'm still in bed. So today can be whatever I want it to be. And I want it to be my time is over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Barbara E. And next up we have Terry J. And then I'll take a new lineup after Terry's share. Go ahead, Terry. Hi, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Terry J. in Michigan. Uh, don't want to forget happy birthday to the 63rd. And I am grateful for everybody that's on the line. I'm grateful, Allison, for your service. I'm grateful to be alive this morning. I'm grateful to be abstinent this morning. And I'm grateful for where we are in the book. Uh, God is so, so good. Um, That's exactly where I'm at with a fellow traveler in this program and getting down to the uh, nuts and bolts of step eight and understanding that step eight is all about cleaning up my side of the street. And that is such a freeing step. I didn't realize the freedom I would feel when I really put the work in. Anybody that's newer than me, which could be a whole bunch of people, it could be not anybody. But nevertheless, this program works if you work it. You've got to do I. Let me put it back on me because I'm the one that this is about my process when I share. I have got to do the work. It doesn't work for me by osmosis. It doesn't work for me by listening to a vision for you five days a week and on Sunday. It only works when I put the work in. And I'm putting the work in, and that means picking up pen and paper. That means praying. That means asking God to help me every moment of the day. I love the third step prayer. I'm trying to memorize it, little age that might take a minute, but I'm going to do it because I want God to guide me each and every step of the way, whatever I'm doing. I want God's guidance and his approval to be where I'm at. I'm grateful again, really, for this program leading me to the God of my understanding. I grew up in a very spiritual home and religious, sometimes more religious, sometimes more spiritual. So I thought I knew God. So I didn't have that on my mind of really getting a relationship with God. I thought I had one, and and I did. However, I was in the driver's seat most days, and that's not how it works. And God, of my understanding, is a gentleman, and he will take the back seat anytime I want to take the wheel. I have the ability and the right to take the wheel. But guess what? Every time I take the wheel, I'm in a shipwreck. Thank you. Every time I take the wheel, I'm in a shipwreck. So now I'm in the back seat. God's in the driver's seat, and I feel awesome this morning. Thanks for letting me share and hearing my name. Everybody, everybody have a wonderful, abstinent day. Thank you, Terry J., for sharing with us. I'm going to take a new lineup, and although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you haven't shared on Monday or Tuesday and you want to share on the paragraph today, let me hear your name now. Jackie A. from Connecticut. Melissa J. Roz G. Julie P. Julie P. Okay, I've got Jackie A., Melissa C., Roz G., Julie P., anyone that I missed or anyone else that wants to get in the lineup? Jackie A., 
Ken WH. Okay. Ken WH, I got you. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get started with Jackie A. Sherry. Go ahead and share with us, Jackie. Oh, Sherry, I'll add you at the end. Go ahead, Jackie A. Hi, everybody. This is Jackie A. from Connecticut. Thank you so much. Um, I'm listening in this morning, and I'm hearing about, you know, going through the steps quickly and thoroughly with someone unexpected. And that's what I pretty much get is, like, hearing someone, um, you know, in a hospital bed, bed died, and, um, and they're sick and suffering but willing. And I'm very lucky because in my profession, I get to, I get to work at a skilled nursing home now. And that's something on the weekends. And I get to do a lot of recovery work. And so I'm very blessed because everywhere I go, I get to hear God and other people, whether they had been in the rooms of 12-step recovery programs or never been. Um, and they struggle, too, with food addiction. And just getting to hear, you know, end of life, like life regrets, like what harms did they do? Who comes and visits them now? Um, what do they think about? What character defects weigh on their minds? What are they really proud of? What are their strengths and assets? And it, it's just, it's a constant mirror. It's, it's always, um, for me, you know, I'm not sure what state the person's going to be in when I come to visit or I come to evaluate. And it really helps me understand the set aside prayer every time I show up is, you know, I don't know if they're going to be in the hospital. I don't know if they're going to be out of the room. I don't know if they pass. I don't know if they get transferred. And um, and I think about that with, with Ebby visiting Bill. Like, you just, you don't know what kind of state he's going to be in. And we don't, like, we know now what happens to Ebby. But, like, if you're seeing somebody that's well in front of you and then you find out later that they relapsed, like, I think of that as, just understanding that the disease doesn't discriminate um, against its its best warriors and its and its its lambs that it's going to slaughter. I mean, like I just it doesn't the disease doesn't care. Um, Jackie A, we lost you. Star one to unmute. You still have forty seconds left. I don't know how that happened. Sorry. So um. So I just, I appreciate that the program helps me see how we, we as fellows care about each other and each other's spiritual growth, because I think that for me, I recognize that I don't know when the last time I'm going to see somebody is. I don't know when the last time I'm going to, they're going to be in the same place, if they're going to be anywhere remotely in the same state, which is most likely not. And um, it just helps me stay open that m me, myself, I constantly have to be working on my steps and to allow space and understanding and growth that other people are working through time. So with that, I pass and thank you very much. Thank you, Jackie A. from Connecticut. Next up, Melissa C. Melissa, it's your turn. Hey, Allison. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service this morning. It's great to hear your voice. I'm Alyssa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and, you know, I I think about the paragraph that came right before where Bill, like, gave himself to God, and he was willing, it says, to have God take away, like, all his problems, root and branch. And now he's you know, in this paragraph, I hear the importance of fully acquainting another person with my resentments and harms. And it's like, I think about it, you know, yeah, God, God is the, you know, the centerpiece here, right? Bill turns himself to God, and yet he needs people. He needs a person and somebody that he can fully acquaint with his difficulties and that means, like, someone's going to really get to know intimately, like, the messed up pieces of Bill, and that's me. I need people to know the messed up pieces of me in order for me to unreservedly put myself in God's care, you know. And I think Evie had a really important role here, and I'm grateful for the people who played that role in my life that just listened and guided 
you know, here, Bill is guided into seeing things from a new angle, not to be critical of others. And I think, you know, if I'm really giving it away root and branch, if I start getting critical of others, I'm grabbing back, I'm grabbing at the branches, right? I'm like trying to pull leaves off that tree. And it's hard work to fully acquaint other people with our messiness. And, you know, and it's um, it's important work that we do together. And, you know, I think like when I share something that like my kids did or my husband or somebody else, it's crucial that I look at myself. You know, that I, in all my problems, I am the problem. The common denominator in all of it is always me. And, um, you know, and so we walk this path gratefully. I've walked this path alongside with men and women that um, didn't become my allies in my wars, you know, but they're you know, on God's mission, like peacemakers, and they're reminding me to put down my weapons, you know, and show up as God's child, like be God's agent. And I think about that's an awesome responsibility that we bring, you know, into my own life. I bring it um, messy. I mess up. um, And which is really for me why I must have other people to fully acquaint with my problems. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Next up, um, that was Melissa C. from New York. Next up, we have Roz G. followed by Julie P. Roz G., it's your turn. Hi, everybody. Good morning. <clears throat> my name's Roz, and, and I'm a uh, compulsive overeater recovered in Palmdale, California. And as, as I was uh, reading and listening to the shares, I was thinking about myself. And um, before this program, I had a huge ego. I mean, I had pride. My Oh, my gosh. On my character defects list, the top, the top character defects, jealousy, number one. Pride, ego, being above the rule not thinking that the rules applied to me. And for a sponsor to, to, to sit with me and to look at these character defects was very difficult because I, you know, I would love to sit and talk about everybody else's problems and what everybody else <clears throat> was doing and never looking at my own self. And my very first sponsor said to me, you come off as very arrogant. And boy, was that hard for me to hear. But, you know, I'm very glad that she said that to me. She said a lot of things to me that were really hard to hear. But thank, I thank God for that. And today, when I, you know, whenever I do a 10th step and, uh, you know, the, 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 the character defect that's glaring at me is the selfishness and how that person isn't following my script and how they're not doing it my way. And then I need to look at myself, as I heard in the other share, what about me? And I thank God for the, you know, the sixth step for making a list of my character defects and then asking God to show me what's the opposite what is the opposite of these character defects? And not just writing a list of them, but praying with them every morning and asking God to give me the strength and the action to, to practice the opposite of these problems and deficiencies. So today, when I feel jealous, I ask God to remove it and to show me how to be happy for them. Or when I feel proud or prideful, I ask God to give me a spirit of humility and take actions like being quiet when people listen or if someone's getting on my nerves to wait 24 hours before I approach how I'm going to deal with it or with my mother who's 83 years old and, and talks incessantly to listen to her and today taking her to the, her doctor's appointment to give 
boy, those those that's a total opposite of the person I used to be. Selfish, self-centered, me, myself, and I. And mm-hmm. I admit it. Thank you. And I don't and I don't know what else to say. But pass. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Rajji in California. Next up, Julie P. And after Julie, we'll have Ken WH. Go ahead, Julie P. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, I hear you. Good morning. My name is Julie P., recovering in Minnesota. And this morning, I'm claiming my seat. I've been listening to all of you share for the last couple months, and I'm so grateful for all of your service. Thank everybody so much. Um, I'm looking back to the paragraph before, and I am so grateful that I have made it to step three. Um, and for the first time, I, I don't, the credits I have from a prior program I learned from you folks don't carry over. And I'm so grateful for that because I've been able to set aside, um, my ego and realize that I get to do this all over again. And because of the foundation I've set, I am now looking forward to embarking on my fourth, fifth, sixth, because of all of the hope that you all have shared. I know if I keep coming back that I too um, will be able to share in being rocketed into that fourth dimension. So I just really want to thank you and for that voice two and a half months ago that said, set your alarm, get up, join a vision for you, action, action, action. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you so much, Julie P. in Minnesota. I'm glad you set your alarm and joined us. Um, Next up, we have Ken W.H. Go ahead, Ken. Thank you, Allison. Uh, This is Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Excuse me. Um, I'm just aware, uh, back a couple paragraphs, uh, Bill talks about saying, for a brief moment I had needed and wanted God. And um, back at the cathedral, um, here in World War One, and of course, uh, we always we've heard the expression "foxhole prayers." Um, but here, I think Bill is talking about something else going on inside of him that that he wasn't fully aware of what it was, but it was God at work, <clears throat> just touching his heart. And that was to bear uh, fruit uh, in the long run. It took years to get there, but he got there. And I can relate to that 100%. Um, I <laughs> I have had that wanting for a long, long time. And I've needed God a long, long time. And I have done everything over the years to, to block that. And uh, But here now, uh, in recovery... I can honestly say that the way is clear. God has made the way clear for me um, to have relationship with him, and that has changed my life uh, in a way that I can't believe, in the way that Bill is trying to describe here in these pages as he looks back on on his life while he's writing this. um, Here he is in this this paragraph talking about the fifth, eighth, ninth, and tenth steps, and He's reflecting on on the process of of becoming open to um, what he's learned, what he's already learned um, from the Oxford group. Uh, He he didn't throw all that away when when he left the Oxford group. It was still with him, the things he learned. This is ancient information, ancient process for being healthy and whole and in relationship with God. It's been around for a long, long time. Uh, I was told a long time ago in ancient literature to not let the sun go down on my anger. I was also told to uh, get right with my uh, brother or sister or neighbor before I come, before God asking for some special things for myself. This has all uh, been around a long, long time. It's just taken me a long, long time to get it. And I'm thankful that over the last couple of years now, I've just really gotten a hold of it, and I'm still learning so much about myself. I still have so much to learn. Um, 
and I hope that what I have learned continues to transfer over into today. What everything I've learned in the past and all I've been through is carried through. It's all a part of the, the learning process. So I thank you for letting me share. Thank you for your service, Alice, and uh, God bless all of you. Bye. Well, thank you, Ken W.H. from North Carolina. Next, Sherry M., and then we'll have time for a couple more shares. Sherry M., you're up. Yes. Oh, hi. Good morning. Um, this is Sherry M., and I'm gratefully recovered today. I'm living in Wyoming, and thank you so much, Allison, for your service and for everyone's shows, and it's so nice to be able to participate on the earlier call today, and what really is standing out to me, um, and I love how all the steps are in these paragraphs, these few paragraphs on this page, and what's really popping out to me is this word unreservedly. You know, I placed myself unreservedly under his care and direction. And I would say prior to finding a vision for you in 2018, I placed myself um, reservedly under his care and protection because I still had doubts. And, um, you know, being the word unreservedly to me means, you know, completely. Oh, I also looked up definition and Googled it this morning without any doubts or feeling of being uncertain. And I would say until I really got my step one, until you guys really helped me to see that I had a deadly disease and that just because I was you know, staying away from refined sugar and just because I was uh, maintaining somewhat of a weight loss and doing all these things that I thought, I still had doubts about this entire abstinence. I didn't really know what that was. And I have to say, for me, you know, I kept going back to the food, kept going back to the food. I have a long history of having bouts of abstinence and then going back to the food. And for me, this, this really stands out um, bright, like a neon lights today. When I read this, I know what it means today to place myself unreservedly under God's care and protection where I turn my life because I'm entirely abstinent. That's when... I was able to have this newfound friend take away these sins and these these, uh, these defects of character and uh, and wanting to wanting to not because someone told me to or a sponsor told me to um, and I think that for sure that's the key for me of why I have not um, gone back to the food in over two and a half years and been recovered and haven't even thought about going back to the food it's because I have unreservedly I basically hand in the air. God, tell me what you want me to eat. You know, sponsor, tell me, nutritionist, you guys just tell me what to eat. Tell me how to work these steps. Help me to just stay a student of this work and help me to ruthlessly every day doing steps one to 12, facing myself because I am the problem. And if I'm not the problem, there is no solution. And, um, and some things get better over time and some, some defects I have found that I've just engaged in that I never had before like gossip and real bouts of anger and control. You know, there's things that I did not know about myself. So every day is a day to humbly say to God, God, without you, I am nothing. I am absolutely nothing and I have nothing. But I know that when I put my entire self, thank you, into God's hands and say, God, do with me what you will, my life is incredibly better. And I'm so blessed to know that in my heart today. And I pass. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, Sherry M. from Wyoming. We have time for two more shares. Uh, who would like to share? Larry Ramona G. A. Larry Stephanie G. Hi. and Ramona A. Uh, and Stephanie R., I'll add you and see if we have time. Go ahead, Larry G. Good morning, family. This is Larry G. from California. Reading this chapter, uh, and thank you, Allison, for your service just sends chills up my spine. Uh, this, is, this is our legacy. This is how it all began. Uh, one drunk, one compulsive eater talking to another. Um, there's nothing more intimate that I found. Maybe, you know, intimacy between my wife and I. But beyond that, there's nothing more intimate I've, I've ever have discovered uh, is sitting down with another another recovering member of a 12-step program and going through the steps. Um, this experience here between Bill and Ebby 
Uh, this is before conferences. This is before meetings. Uh, this is before the big book retreats. Uh, this is our legacy. One drunk talking to another. Uh, the very first time uh, I, I sat down uh, was kitchen table recovery. This is before we'd meet in, in coffee shops or parks or whatever, uh, or on the phone, uh, sitting across the table from another, my sponsor, uh, back in 1981, uh, going through steps. I have, I never did. I was a young guy. I was like 26 years old. I'd never, never experienced anything like that. But I remember leaving that meeting with my sponsor uh, just in tears because I, I was changing and I could see the world was dominating me because I was, uh, I was the, the problem. I was a central actor. And um, I drifted away from 12 step in 19, uh, 1996. I had just got my uh, four year chip from OA. Uh, and I was working with a, a big book sponsor and I, I walked away uh, for a relationship and I was gone for two years and it, uh, it was, it was catastrophic. I, I couldn't believe how progressive my illness uh, had taken me. And I had made a commitment to God. Um, you know, since 1998, I have gone through steps every single year with a sponsor. And every single year I go to a sponsor and I sit across that table on the phone. Um, there are things that I would be able to say to that sponsor that I, I, I don't even want to talk to my wife about. It's not even appropriate. It's like step eight. Uh, we don't go out and, and cause further harm. Um, and so this legacy that Bill and Ebby has given us, um, how many millions and millions of people are doing this, doing this right now in the world somewhere, one alcoholic, one drunk talking to another. Um, it's just, I get emotional when I think about it, and I, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Larry G. from California. Next up is Ramona A. Go ahead, Ramona. What pages are we on? We're on page 13, the third paragraph, that one paragraph. Only go ahead, Ramona A. Hi, thank you. This is Ramona A. in Vermont, and I'm very gratefully recovered this morning. You have been kicked from this conference.